0: Hey, how's it going, everyone? You found your way into Life vs. Work here on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. On Life vs. Work, we look to examine how aspects of our personal life pertain to the workplace, sort of the human side of human resources, if you will. Now, one part of life for most people is the unfortunate existence of sickness. I myself am fighting a cold right now. In the U.S., employees are not guaranteed paid sick days should they miss work. And in some industries, there are a larger percentage of individuals who are not given that option. Of course, there may be pros and cons for employers, whether they allow sick days or not. Joining us from the Atlanta, Georgia area to discuss this topic is Erica Gamble, the Assistant Vice President in Human Resources for Bank of America. Thanks for coming on, Erica.
1: Thank you for having me
0: uh, before we jump into the topic, just give listeners an idea of where you're coming from. I mentioned obviously your position now, but what's sort of your experience in this in this area pertaining to whether well, it be human resources in general or or the topic of sick pays.
1: Um I've worked in human resources for about thirteen years now and pretty much just doing a full gamut generalist role. and for the most part in most of the organizations where I've been a support um, HR person. You know, the issues have always come up around sick pay, um, you know, paid days off and just employees really generally missing time from work. Mm -hmm. So I have lots of experience in that arena. And I will say primarily because I've supported call centers in my past, which seems to be um, one of the key places where sick time and paid time actually issues, you know, arise.
0: Okay. Good. Well, you know, obviously, again, we're looking to discuss the ideas of paid and unpaid leave for sickness. Now, in general, again, speaking sort of to the overall public and the listeners, what are sort of the typical parameters for maybe allowing employees to have a certain amount of sick pay?
1: Well, I think it varies. And so, you know, from my experience, there are about probably 40 million, you know, people who don't have sick paid days to recover. Um, And so I I think overall, you know, the the private sector, has seen where there's some struggles and there has been, you know, constant conversation around allowing um, sick pay to kind of fall into the benefits aspects for employees, especially now as we see um, a huge spike in flu. And, you know, when we have nationwide outbreaks of, of, you know, flu across the country, you know, employers are trying to figure out what to do.
0: Now, are there great disparities in general between, say, full-time employees and part-time? I mean, is that... Is there a separation there? Is it more so with industry? I mean, what what sort of things do you look at when when there's a disparity?
1: You know, I would say the full-time workers are are the most impacted because when you have part-time workers, of course, if they're working anywhere from 4 to, you know, 5 hours, I think they're better able to manage. Mm-hmm. The the sick time, whereas you have a full-time employee who typically is scheduled to work anywhere between 6.5 and, you know, more than eight hours per day. Right. So I think generally you you see it in the full-time population versus the part-time population.
0: One of the things that was brought up, and part of it's because it's what we do here at our uh, company as well, is the idea of just paid time off, uh, you know, in terms of it's not necessarily for sick or vacation. It's just literally you have this amount of days, take them and use them how you wish, Um, And how does that play into this? Is this something you're seeing more? What's sort of your take on that?
1: It's twofold. So I will say generally from, I think, organizational standpoints, most employers have gone to just a paid time off benefit program Mm -hmm. where they allow employees a certain number of days off to use for whatever they choose, you know, whether it's vacation or sick. I think the breakdown comes in where some employees question, you know, well, while I have 20 vacation days or 20 PTO days to use, 10 of those were, were used because I was sick. Sure. So is it fair? Hmm. And I think it just boils down to how do you manage that time? You know, where some organizations do have a separate sick bank from, from paid time off, Fair. which to me allows employees to feel a little bit better knowing that, okay, I have a, a bank over here for sick and I have a bank for a vacation and I don't have to utilize all my vacation days if I'm sick.
0: Now, is there a correlation at all between income and generally speaking, who's going to get sick pay? And I only ask because the idea comes up in that, if well, if you're making less money, if you don't get paid for being sick, it's going to affect you in theory more so than mm-hmm. someone who's making more. Does that play a role at all?
1: You know, I... I, I question that. I, I really wonder if it does. I don't know if the, the pay actually makes the difference on whether or not employees are sick or not. I do think, though, from my personal experience, that most employees who do not have paid sick time off generally will come to work. Mm-hmm. Reason being is because they will say, I cannot afford to stay home right. even if I'm sick because I don't get paid which then creates the issue of workers coming to work sick, spreading germs, affecting, you know, clients, customers and all the people that, you know, that they may come in contact
0: with. Well, let's talk about that a little since you sort of you know, brought that mm-hmm. subject up. And that's definitely um, an area that people talk about is when businesses don't grant sick days, um, you know, paid sick days. That there are some some drawbacks to that, and you mentioned you know coming to work sick and and the sort of the the breakdown of how that might affect the entire organization. Uh, what are some other maybe drawbacks that occur if someone is coming in ill? Because as you said, they feel I just can't afford to miss one or two days just due to their situation.
1: Yeah, I, I do think so. Yeah, back to um, you know spreading contagious germs or diseases in the workplace. Ultimately, then other people become affected. So then you may have sort of a epidemic, if you would, well, you know, you got two people coming to work sick, and now you have a whole bunch of other people coming to work sick. So then it affects productivity. And then you have those people who who just refuse to to take off. Because again, I just cannot afford to be home, even though I'm sick, because I don't get paid, Mm -hmm. which then, you know, you're faced with all those other issues. And I think workers just have a fear of being penalized, too. If I miss so many sick days, you know, now I'm subject to some sort of performance disciplinary action. Sure. Which could essentially then cost them their jobs, you know. So I think it's trying to find that balance. What do I do if I'm sick and I know that I don't get paid? What do I do?
0: Sure. You know, another aspect of this, I think, and I read that uh, the Center for American Progress, their report says that, 70% 70% of women and 60% of men in the restaurant industry have reported mm-hmm. cooking, preparing, or serving food while sick. And, and a big part of it because they don't have sick pay. So, as you said, they come in because, hey, they have to. You know, it might not just be in that industry, but it can be in any place where you're interacting with clients or customers. I mean, do you, as a, as a human resource professional, do you see that as a major concern for an employer? I mean, especially... If something gets out like that, like specifically, and it's linked to, uh, you know, people or a company, I mean, I feel like that could be a huge hit to a reputation. What's your sort of take on that?
1: Absolutely. I am also familiar with the study of the restaurant industry where they revealed that nearly two-thirds of cooks and servers reported cooking or served while being sick, Mm -hmm. and those workers were without paid sick days. So, uh, again, because they could not afford to be off because they wouldn't get paid for being sick, they made the choice to still come to work. And then you have the uh, outbreaks. So then you have foodborne illness and viruses that could be very costly, up to $100,000. And that, that could be anything from cleaning up, restaffing, restocking, you know, just a huge outbreak. And then if people find out about it, of course, customers, then you got the the, the possibility of a class action lawsuit because people know that there was a severe outbreak and nothing was done. Sure. So then you have lost productivity, medical bills, hospital bills, and then the effect of the consumers, which could be very costly and dangerous.
0: You know, and again, we're not trying to pick on that industry per se. And sure. it, it could occur with any, you know, again, if you're interacting with clients in any industry or uh, any customers for that matter, and uh, just that issue of, of spreading that illness and, and causing a, a really a problem for your organization, both reputation-wise and, as you said, in a production scheme. Now, if we jump back a little bit, let's say uh, we, we're talking about employers who do offer the benefits of, of paid sick leave. I guess, mm-hmm. what what are sort of those specific perks or benefits that an employer does get when they at least offer it up and have some sort of um, compensation if, if people need to miss due to illness?
1: Um, I think the majority of workers would benefit, uh, right, from having sick days being available to them. I think one is because they're able to balance. So if I know that I have sick days that are available to me to use, then I have the opportunity to know that I can stay at home, take care of myself, and then still be getting a paycheck because I have those sick days and then not affecting my workers. I also think that, you know, in my experiences, I see a boost in productivity because people know, hey, I'm sick, I'm not feeling well, I'm going to stay home, but knowing that it's not going to impact my pay and it's not going to impact my colleagues or my peers because I'm also, you know, spreading germs or viruses. So I think it's, it's, it's healthy, and I also think it's just a good practice for employers to look for, you know, when they're looking at benefits. I think it reduces turnover. You have more satisfied workers. And the bottom line is everybody's able to better manage when they have those paid sick days available to them.
0: And on the flip side, obviously, there are concerns that come with that, it, you know, um, from the employer side, if they're offering up a certain amount of days off, um, particularly for at least labeled for paid sick days. What are some of those issues or concerns or reasons that employers feel like, I don't know if I'm comfortable paying someone just because they they missed due to illness?
1: Well, I think it's just because the employers don't necessarily know if they're able to manage to it, meaning if I have 10 employees and I assign all of them 10 sick days per year, how do I, as an employer, know that they're really sick? Mm. You know, how do I know that they're not just really taking an extra day or using vacation or, you know, doing it for some other purposes? So I think it's just that the ability to be able to have the control and knowing you know, because it sounds easy, right? If I'm on vacation and I'm taking my vacation days, I'm telling my employer I'm on vacation. Right. But if I'm sick, you don't know if I'm sick. And so, you know, how do I as an employer manage that? I think that's the overall concern. You know, they're just, they're just not sure how they can manage it. And I think from a from a productivity standpoint, employers are saying, hey, if I give all these days, then I got to expect that they're going to use them.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, and there's a fair point. I, I, I mm-hmm. think the overwhelming idea you're saying there is, you know, maybe they're taking advantage of them in some way. Mm-hmm. Sort of on, on that side of things, um, the question comes up about maybe a parent taking a day off because their child is sick and they have no mm-hmm. one to watch them, uh, you know, and that's technically not what a sick day should be used for me. Is that something though that's discussed? Is that something that is acceptable sort of kind of, I mean, how does that all work?
1: Well, I think there's some confusion around that, too. Um, I do think that most employers feel like if I'm giving you as an employee a sick day, then that sick day should be used specifically for you Mm -hmm. and not necessarily for your family. I mean, but the reality is we have to to understand as, as employers that people are going to stay home if they have a sick child or a sick loved one that they're caring for. And unfortunately, the possibility of them using their sick days for that is going to happen. And and so I think it goes back to, again, can I manage these sick days? How do I know that my employee is really using the sick day for themselves versus they're, you know, using it for their child? And, And oftentimes you won't know that. You know, but then that's where things like FMLA or short-term disability may come into play if it's applicable for someone who's caring for someone who's ill other than for themselves.
0: And one of the other reasons I asked about that also is a a colleague of mine mentioned that um, one of the places she was at, some of the employees who didn't have children thought, you know, people were taking advantage of that by taking care of sick children. So then they would argue, "Well, I should be able to take care of a sick pet or um, mm-hmm. use it for some other way like that." I mean, has that come up in any of your experience, where there's maybe a little bit of headbutting between, you know, different employees that obviously are in different situations?
1: Yes, um, I've I've heard in, in my experiences as an HR manager, I've had employees come to me and say, "Hey, it's not fair that you know Sarah is always out and she's saying she's out." You know, sick with her child. How do we know that that's true? Mm -hmm. How do we know that that's the case? And in addition, then I have to pick up the pieces for Sarah's work while she's not here. The flip side that, though, for employers is that, you know, if we don't allow our employees to take off as parents to care for their sick child, then we run up the um, cost of our health care benefits because we've seen a spike where parents are utilizing the emergency room as a regular doctor's appointment. You know, because. I can't take off and the emergency room is open 24 hours. So I have to go at nine o'clock at night versus missing an entire day at work, um, you know, and I have to deal with all the other things that come along with that. So now employers have to face the the fact that, okay, our health benefits are going to go up if your employees continue to utilize things like the emergency room or, you know, all these higher expenses related to being sick.
0: Another aspect of this that um, someone had brought up, and I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but I know you're experiencing and handle it fine, Um There are sometimes they have policies that award ideas, you know, perfect attendance or um, Mm -hmm. even some maybe forward thinking in terms you can buy extra time off. uh, If Mm -hmm. you do need to take care of sick family and and don't want to use short term disability or um, FMLA, like you mentioned, what's your sort of opinion on that? Does that work in general? Uh, Just overall, what have you seen or heard with that?
1: So in my past experience, we did have a reward recognition Uh, policy around attendance. And so what we did was we said, hey, we're going to reward those employees who who do come to work and who are pretty consistent um, with their attendance. And we also want to sort of set the tone for others, not to say that the people who are taking off or calling off are really are not ill, but maybe it'll give them an incentive to better manage their time off. Mm -hmm. I personally saw a decrease in the amount of sick time because there were uh, monetary rewards tied to this, so you know if you you know came to work so many days out of the month or whatever, you could get rewarded with whether it's a gift card or cash or something to use as a way for us to say thank you. But the flip side to that is we had employees who raised the point that I don't I feel like that's unfair because I had a pneumonia or a flu or whatever something that was out of my control, sure. and now I'm being penalized for not coming to work. So, you know, in consulting with legal, we had to draw some lines with that because, you know, then you could potentially be looking at uh, some sort of uh, legalities or lawsuits around unfair practices and unfair treatment. So it's really a fine line that employees have to really, really draw and be careful about because when you put those things in place, then you have to be prepared for the backlash.
0: And I think I think that's a great point there. And, and again, yeah. everyone's situation is different. And I think mm-hmm. you know each employer needs to determine what's, what's going to work best. And I think, as you mentioned, make sure you're really mapping out, okay, what are the guidelines? Because you don't want to have to go to something legal with this. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's not going to benefit anybody in the end. Now, what I thought was interesting, um, and this is according to the Center for American Progress, The claim is that the U.S. is the only developed country that doesn't guarantee this idea of paid sick days. Is there a reason behind that? Have you come across anything regarding that?
1: Um, You know, I don't know why. I I am familiar with that, that we are, you know, one of the only, you know, places that don't have that. I'm not really sure the answer to that, but I do think that a lot of states um, have decided to employ their own state specific laws around paid sick time. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's part of the reason. So, you know, you have places like San Francisco, Washington, California, um, you know, all of those areas that say, hey, you know, we're going to create some laws around how we can help our employees and things that we can put into practice. But, you know, in other countries, it's just different. You know, Um, Haven't really read more about why that's happened, but you know, it's I think it's unfortunate because I think it could save employees a lot of time and a lot of money, you know, around being able to manage.
0: Sure. When you've talked with employers or maybe had your experience on your own, um, obviously they must feel there are certain benefits to not granting these. Um, paid sick leave, have they brought up anything in particular do you, or, or one or two things are like, hey, this is the reason we do it and it's worth for us? Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't think that many people would be doing it if it didn't have some sort of benefit, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I just think, again, it's that fear of, you know, can we manage to this and can we afford it? Right. You know, so as an employer, if we're we allow 10 or 15 days, you know, sick, we have to calculate that into our productivity time. So, again, if you have 200 employees that are allotted 10 sick days, you know, you kind of have to do a calculation because the expectation is, is that we allow them to have those sick days so that they can use them. But I think employers are fearing that if I give them th- these days to use, they're going to use them. And then in the end, you know, what's the repercussions of having 20 or 30 people out sick at the same time and we're paying them? Right. You know, I don't think companies are really looking closely at the the benefits of that. You know, again, it it no, you can't plan sickness, but at least you know that. Okay, you know, this is the number of people that we have allotted versus the number of sick days, so we expect that. So you factor that into, you know, your day to day. But I, I just don't, you know, personally, I think you know employers are are not seeing past that point. It's it's sort of like, you know, how can we level this playing field to know that. Um, whether this is an advantage or disadvantage.
0: Now, as I mentioned, at our company, we have a, just a certain amount of paid time off. So, you know, whether they're using it for vacation or sick time, um, you know, we use utilize it as, as we need to in that case. So there's really no differentiation there. I guess from your experience talking with colleagues, you know, in the HR world, um, just overall, maybe what you've seen and read and, and uh, again, just in conversations you've had, what, do you think are some of the policies or guidelines that make the most sense that do benefit both the employers and the employees? And again, I know we're speaking generalities, every situation's different, but just overall, what has seemed to be sort of the, the sweet spot in figuring this all out?
1: You know, I just think, you know, just looking at it overall from a business standpoint, can we ensure that the business needs are being addressed? And then can we ensure that the employees' needs are, are being addressed? and i and i just think that you know from a business standpoint you know if you have a standardized policy that's in place i think a it's more attractive and then b i think you you can figure out a way to manage to it where that it, it doesn't become so convoluted that we can't understand it. It's a simple sick policy. People will still find a way to abuse a policy regardless of whether it's, you know, paid or, or unpaid or whether there's a policy or not. So I think it's just a nicety, and today especially because we have so many things going on and we have workers who really, you know, because when we think about sick too, we've got to think about job burnout. And I think a lot of times, you know, workers may be sick, but they may be burned out, which can create a sickness. So we want to allow for that mental health and we can't call them mental health days. I mean, okay, so you get mental health days off, right. you know, so I, when I think of sick, I tie that all in together. Maybe the person is really sick. They need some a mental health day. They need a day to get it together or just a day where they can just be stress free. Whether or not it helps, you know, we won't know. But I think when if we manage to and have something in place, we could be a lot more productive as employees and employers. And and less than that, all these people all of a sudden didn't show up. Now what are we going to do? It's a touchy subject. It's a touchy situation. And I I think as we move forward, we're going to see more proposed federal legislation laws around this Healthy Families Act and making sure that, you know, that we aren't forced to just come to work and be sick because we're not getting paid.
0: Well, Erica, again, we, we appreciate your perspective in this area, obviously, with your experience and uh, just giving us some different angles to look at in relation to the idea of paid and unpaid sick days in the workplace, obviously, uh, we're talking about here. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us today. We do appreciate it.
1: Well, Thank you very much.
0: Again, that is our expert guest, Erica Gamble, Assistant Vice President in Human Resources for Bank of America. Feel free to send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com with any comments or suggestions for Life versus Work or any of our shows here on localjobnetwork.com radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. Take care, everybody.